Loving God, loving people. Welcome to Shiloh Church in Oakland, California. Here's today's message from Senior Pastor Javier Ramos. Matthew 28, 1 through 10 says, Now after the Sabbath, towards the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. Isn't that great? When you're not even worried, you could just sit on it. Amen? There's some issues today you need to sit on. Amen? His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for, the, and for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. For he is risen. As he said, come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly. Tell your neighbor, stop sticking and staying around in the ruins. Some of you have been looking at the ruins long enough. And it's time to get out. In Jesus' name. See, he said quickly. He didn't say dwell there. He said, look, he's not there. Get a move on it. Amen? Come and see the place where he lay. Then quickly tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb and fear, with fear and great joy. And Ra ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Father, we thank you for your word today. Father, we thank you that we are here together to celebrate your resurrection. Father God, we thank you that you are alive and well. And I thank you that you've already gone before each one in this room, each one watching online, and you're already doing a great work in their lives. Father, help us to lift up our heads, to look to where our hope comes from, you, Jesus. And I just pray that today your word will change lives and hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said... Amen. Come on, can you give Jesus your best? This is Easter Sunday. Come on, you can do better than that. Praise the Lord. Come on. I don't know about you, but I've been sitting on the edge of my seat all day, just excited about what God wants to do. One thing we want to take care of before, you're going to notice in your pews, in the pew pocket, is a different card than you've seen. This is called the 2019 Easter Survey and Response Card. I'm going to ask that all of you take that out and fill it out. Now, if you don't like paper, that's okay. You could text EASTER to 62488. Again, EASTER to 62488. And you'll get this form on your phone and you could fill it out. You'll notice that at the end, number four, question number four is from Sermon. And we'll save that to the end of today's sermon. But also, if you see under the survey, 
this September, we're going to do a sermon series called You Asked For It. So we want to preach whatever it is you're asking for. So you'll see some themes, you'll see some different headings, and so we want to hear from you because we want to minister to the people that come to this house. Amen? We want to minister to the community that God has given us. And if you look around, we have people from every walk of life, every part of the world. Just our African fellowship here at Shiloh is 24 nations represented. We used to say we had 54 nations represented, but it's way more than that now. Amen. And so because of that, and we have people of very different places of in, in their walk with the Lord. We have some people who come to Shiloh that don't believe in Jesus, haven't given their life to Jesus. They're seeking, they're searching, they're checking him out. That's okay. Amen. And then we got some people who've been around uh, a long time. I wouldn't say too long, but close to that. Amen. And God's trying to push out and not just live by knowledge, but really begin to live this life that God has for them. Amen. And I believe Easter, this weekend, gives us an opportunity to do just that. Amen. And, and, and it's, East, it's interesting because Easter, you know, we don't know whether to call it Good Friday, uh, Resurrection Sunday, we call it Easter, but really Easter is the celebration of two big events, two huge events, the cross and Sunday, amen? And, and some of us live at Friday. We believe in Friday, we, we love what God did on Friday, and let me tell you, there's nobody who's ever done what Jesus did for you on the cross. Amen? He went and he paid the price. There was a penalty for our sins. And the Bible says we've all sinned. Those people sitting with you in the row with you here in church, they've all sinned. I just want to tell you a secret about it. They've all sinned. They've all made mistakes. Every single one of us has sinned. But the Bible's very clear and God's very clear that there is a price to pay for that sin. And that price is death. So Jesus came, he gave his life, went to the cross, and he took on that penalty. As you heard in today's production, he took on the penalty, the cost of that sin, and he died for us. Amen? Amen? Come on, let's give Jesus a hand for that. Amen? And he did it so that you and I would not have to die. He did it so that we could have life. And so one thing, one misconception I just want to clear up here today is people are always wondering, well, how can a good God send people to hell? God does not send people to hell. People that go to hell are the people that choose to not receive what he's already paid for and say, I want to pay for it myself. Now, my question to you is this. Why would you pay for something that's already been paid for? Doesn't that drive you nuts? When you go to Starbucks and get yourself a coffee and you know you had a gift card back at home and then you got to pull $5 out and pay for it yourself. You get all bent out of shape over $5 and here Jesus paid the price for your sin, amen, so that you could have life. One time Melinda and I went to Morton's. Somebody gave us a Morton's gift card. How many of you have ever been to Morton's Steakhouse? Absolutely amazing. Ribeye. I recommend the ribeye. And, and we get to Morton's, and we eat, we order up a storm, because we had a gift card. Well, when the bill came, I said, where's the gift card? And she said, I thought you had it. 
And I said, no, I thought you had it. You know how mad, I'm, you can tell I'm still mad about that. I wouldn't have gone to Morton's, amen? We, we ended up getting to go again, this time before we left the house. We were actually late for our reservation. I said, you better make sure you got the gift card. And she said, I don't have the gift card. So I went and dug around for that gift card. And you better believe I showed up with that gift card. And when they bought me the bill, I gave them the gift card and said, the price has been paid. Amen? Amen? The price has been paid. And that's what Jesus has done. On the cross, the price was paid. Amen? The price was paid. So don't show up to heaven without that gift card. Amen? The price has been paid. And he didn't pay the bill to start some new religion. He paid the bill so that we could be in relationship with his Father. So that we could have access. The Bible talks about how when Jesus died and, and he paid for the penalty, that veil that was between us and God's very throne room, his presence, was ripped open wide supernaturally and gave us access into the Holy of Holies. And you have access because Jesus paid the price. Amen? And all we have to do to receive this free gift is give him our life. He gave our life, his life for us. All we have to do is give him our life. Amen? Completely. And it's not because he wants to remove fun things. He actually has a better life for you than you have planned for yourself. I want to say that again. God's plan for you are better than your plans for yourself. The Bible says you can't even pray the prayers. You can't even dream the dream. You can't even have the hopes that you want, that you think you have for yourself, that God already has for you. Amen? And he wants you to experience that best life now. One of our favorite scriptures around here, John 10, 10, for the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came so that you would have what? Life and life more abundantly. God desires an abundant life for you. Now. Now. You can experience this now. And, and, and that's what makes Easter so amazing. That it doesn't stop at Friday. Amen? It could have stopped at Friday. Amen? You, you, you could have been paid for and that could have been enough. But it doesn't end at Friday. Amen? Because with Friday, he took care of everything. He paid the price so you could have eternal life, so you could be in a relationship with his Father. But, and Jesus could have died, and that could have been enough. But Jesus didn't stay dead. Amen? Let me say that again. Jesus is not dead. Jesus rose. Amen? And he backed up who he is with his resurrection. His resurrection says he is God. Amen? All other gods are dead, but our God is alive. Amen? Amen? He was dead, but he's alive now in Jesus' name. Amen? He defeated death. He defeated death and he rose. And, and after the ascension, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15 that he showed himself to 500 of his believers. After, excuse me, after his death and before his resurrection. Uh, and before his ascension, after his resurrection, before his ascension, during those 40 days, he showed himself to 500 people. Bible tells us about that. It's very clear. But you know there's, there's over 400 extra 
biblical, outside of the Bible, historical accounts from people saying they saw Jesus after he rose. Amen? And then after his ascension, the stories keep coming in even to this day of people seeing Jesus. Amen? How many of you have seen Jesus? I've seen Jesus at work in my life. I see the evidence of Jesus every day of my life. When I walk into this world, I see Jesus as work for me. Amen? Look what Acts 1-3 says. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. Amen? He did that. He, before he ascended, he said, I want people to know that what I said I would do, I did. Amen? So Easter is more than a historical reality. Amen? He's more than a, a historical reality. Easter exists to provide, provide the power you need to live a lie as well. Amen? I love what Revelations 1.18 says, I am he who lives and was dead. I want you to hear that. All other gods are dead. Our God was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And then he amends, he amends himself. He says, amen, so be it. This is true. Amen? And then he goes on to say, listen to this. He says, and I have the keys of Hades and of death. I want you to hear that. During those three days, during those three days, he went and took the keys out of the enemy's hands. I want you to hear that. The enemy is so defeated, he doesn't even have the keys to his own house. Amen? I mean, in order to get back into his house, he's got to ask Jesus for the keys. Amen? That's amazing. That's how defeated the enemy is. And Jesus has the keys. And I love this word keys because all through the Bible you see, and, and keys speak to authority. Keys speak to access. Keys speak to where you're able to go because of who you are in Jesus. And the Bible says all power, all authority have been given to him. He holds all of the keys. Amen? He now, because he is the resurrected king, he possesses the power to unlock even the scariest thing to humanity, death now. Amen? So Jesus didn't just want you to have a Friday experience. He, he didn't just die so that you would believe in Jesus and go to heaven. He wants you to experience resurrection power now. Amen? In the ruins of your life, in the tombs of your life, he wants you to experience resurrection power now. To step out of those places, to move on, and to stop dwelling there in Jesus' name. Amen? Come on. How many of you believe that? See, I believe many of us, I believe many of us, I want you to hear this, many of us, even as believers, because I believe there's people in the room that haven't accepted Jesus yet. But there's many people in this room that have believed in Jesus, asked Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. They've done all those things, but they're still walking around every day in the ruins of their life. And I believe God wants you to get out of those ruins. You want to know what the title of my sermon is? Today, out of the ruins. God's calling you out of the ruins. He's saying, stop walking and living in the ruins of yesterday. Amen? 
Stop living in the failures of yesterday. A lot of us think we have to live in the ruins. You believe God died for you. You no longer have to live in the ruins in Jesus' name. Some of us come and celebrate Easter, but we've never experienced Easter. And I believe God wants you to experience Easter today. He wants to, you to experience resurrection power today. He wants you to live every moment of your life with that resurrection power. Look what Paul said. This is what Paul, this was the theme of Paul's life in Philippians 3.10. He said that I may know him. Right? So that's Friday, that I may know his salvation. I want to know him. But then he goes on to say, and the power of his resurrection. I want to know not just the cross. I want to know the power of the resurrection. I want to know him, that he, his power is at work in my life. I, that one simple moment is important. And you could have that simple moment in Christ right now. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you confess with your mouth, that he raised, that he rose from the dead, you will be saved. That moment, right now, right now, you could be saying that right now, and you are saved. The Bible says you will be saved. Amen? In that very, in this very moment, you could be on that trajectory from life to death, and in that very moment, flip that thing and go from death to life. That's what God wants you to live. He doesn't want you living from life to death. He wants you living from death to back to life. Amen? All because of one decision. All because of one decision. But he wants you to live every day, not just based on a decision. He wants you to live every day in the fullness of the power of his resurrection. Amen? Jesus came so you could experience that power. Amen? That resurrection power in every area of your life so you can confront those dead and dying things in your life right now. I believe some of us are facing some dead, dying things. You might have some dead finances. Amen. You might, you might have a dead marriage. Ooh. You might have some dead teenagers. Amen. You, you, you might have some dead neighbors, some dead co-workers, some dead employees, some dead employer, a dead boss. I got a lot of amens on that one. That was interesting. That was interesting. You know, we, we may be seeing all these dead areas, but God wants to do something amazing. Amen? See, Jesus doesn't want you to live every day in the ruins of your life. Look what ruin means. Well, ruin is to demolish, to pull down, to burn, to destroy, to overthrow, to defeat. He doesn't want you living defeated anymore. Anything that changes your way of life and brings destruction to it. To impoverish. You know what a, a, a impoverished mentality is a ruined mentality? It, it, um, a defeated object. It unfit for use. Some of us think our lives are so ruined and we've made so many mistakes that we are unfit for God's use. Well, I want to tell you, you are the people God wants to use even more. Amen. Amen? Out of our weakness, the Bible says, his strength, his resurrection power is perfected. Amen? And that's what God wants to do. He wants to do something amazing. The, look at this definition, the disastrous disintegration of one's life. Some of us think we failed so much. We've made so many mistakes, there is no hope. 
You may be saved, but you're living life thinking there is no hope. That is a lie of the enemy. You know, this week I saw an amazing picture of Notre Dame. I had the opportunity to go there a few years back with my wife and kids and just an amazing place. We saw all the artifacts and we walked through and we ate all the food around Notre Dame and just had an amazing time there. But, and we got to go there and you all know what happened this, this week, Notre Dame burned to the, and it's just an amazing place, beautiful place, a historical just uh, place that people just have such high revere. Actually, they say 13 million people visit Notre Dame every year. And if you look at the ruins, you would think, oh my goodness, there's no hope. But I love this picture because in the middle of the ruins, you see the cross. And I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you, Notre Dame will be rebuilt, amen, and better than before, amen, and better than before. And if we as man can do that with an artifact, what can God do with us as his created being those that have been created in his image and in his likeness, amen? And some of you are come to this place of hopelessness because you think you fail too many times. I start turning my finances around and, and, and I make one more mistake and I get ruined again. I try to make good decisions. Then I make a foolish one again. I, I try to get good grades and excel at school, but then I slack off for a second and I'm behind again. And you feel like you're always behind, like something is ruined. And I don't, that's a fact. What you saw in that picture is a fact. Amen? There's no denying. There is a process. There's something that's going to have to happen to restore that. So the ruins are a fact. Amen? The ruins are a fact. There are people living life right now who have ruined their lives. Amen? There's some of us in here. We've ruined our lives. We've have. But. Tell your neighbor, but. 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 But God's resurrection power. It changes everything. Amen? It makes even those dead things come to life. And I want to speak this to you because there's some things you're mourning gone that are gone that God wanted gone out of your life. Amen? Those are not just ruins. Those things need to be buried and done with. And God's saying, stop digging up those ruins. Amen? God has something better for you. From that place is going to come even something better for you in the days to come if you trust God, His will, and His way. Amen? Jesus is at work. I want you to hear that. Jesus is at work in your life. Amen? Even in those ruined areas, He is at work. The Bible tells us in 1 John 4, 7, so He is, so are we in this world. I want you to hear that. It doesn't say as Jesus was. I believe we should follow the way Jesus lived when He was on earth. We should do it the way Jesus did it. I believe that. I believe that. But he's saying more than that here. He's saying, as I am now. Who is he now? He's a resurrected king. He's a victorious king. He's an overcoming king. He's one that stepped out of the tomb. He didn't even buy a tomb. There's some of you buying tombs. 
God saying, you don't need to buy any more tombs. Amen. Gets up. That was a learning lesson, tomb. You will be stepping out of the tomb, out of the ruins, and into a greater life that God has for you in Jesus' name. Amen. We need to live imitating not just the talking, healing Jesus when he was on earth. We need to live imitating every day a resurrected Jesus. Every day we live with that power in our lives. I will imitate not just the way Jesus walked on this earth, but I will imitate a resurrected Jesus. I will live that way every way. A Jesus that overcame. Amen? Tell your neighbor, you're an overcomer. I've seen it time and time again in the lives of people. I mean, the people who are up here dancing and singing and just thinking of who they are and what God's brought them through. As I look in the crowd in the previous service when I was talking about this, some guy started waving his hands. I remember when we went and visited him at the doctors and they said he was going to die. And he's alive and well four days later. Amen? Four years later. Four years now. Serving the Lord. We have a resurrected God. Amen? I don't know what reports and what's been spoken over your life. It's time for you to stop listening to those reports and stop listening to the report of the Lord. Amen? This is my prayer for you, Ephesians 1.19. And I pray that you will begin to understand how incredibly great his power is to help those who believe. Listen to this. It is the same mighty power that rose, raised Christ from the dead and seated him in heavenly places of honor at God's right hand in the heaven. Bible says that, that Christ is seated already in heavenly places. And that when we receive Jesus, guess what? We're not going to sit. It says we're already seated there right now. Amen? We are no longer on this trajectory from life to death. We are now on this trajectory from death to to life. Amen. Stop believing the lies of the man who doesn't hold the keys to his own house in Jesus' name. Stop listening to these get rich quick scenes. Amen. There's power available. That's what the Bible's saying. There is power available. That same power that got Jesus out of the grave is available. Let me tell you, that wasn't some heavenly power surge. Where, you know, they had to bring out some cables and jumpstart Jesus. No, that is a power that's available to us each and every day of our lives. It's at work right now. It's available for your marriage. It's available for your everyday choices. It's available for your emotions. It's available for your finances. Some of you need to pull out your wallet right now and say, resurrection power in Jesus' name. Come on. And you know what? God will give you the wisdom, too. He'll give you the wisdom. Amen? See, I believe God is giving us an invitation, not just to a once-a-year service, not just to a CEO service, Christmas and Easter's only. I believe God's given us an invitation to an everyday service. Amen? To know Him now. To experience His power and His resurrection now. To see those ruins come back to life now. To see life flowing through us now. Amen. Our God, let me tell you, our God is in the restoration business. Amen. And you quit telling God how you want things restored. 
Because the way he restores things and builds things way better than the way you do. Amen? Amen? That's why the Lord demolished that thing. You were building your own thing. And God saying, no, I'm going to let that thing be blown out to the ground. And I'm going to build something even better. Something even better in your life. That's what God wants to do. Build even something better in your life. It's amazing. Early in Jesus' life. You see it twice in his life. Early in his life and at the end when we all celebrated Palm Sunday, Jesus comes into Jerusalem. Very first place he goes after he comes into Jerusalem, after they were yelling, Hosanna, Hosanna, he goes, he goes to the church. You remember this? And he begins to flip over some money changers' tables. He got them all mad at him because they had their view of what church was. And God said, this isn't God's view. We're flipping this thing. Right? And, and people wonder why were they mad at him, yelling crucify him a few days later. That's why. Because they wanted church their way. God saying, no, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail. Amen? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And the same thing as Jesus was starting his ministry. Bible says he was baptized, went into the wilderness, and the very first place he went was the synagogue. And he goes in there, and at that moment of time, he opens up a scroll, and he reads Isaiah 61. And this is what he says. He says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. This isn't just financially poor. He's talking to those that are ba have bankrupt souls. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all those that mourn. I hope you're hearing this because I believe the Holy Spirit is in the room right now or those watching online. To bring comfort to your life in Jesus' name. Your grieving's been long enough. I just keep hearing though the Holy Spirit say that you've been grieving long enough. You've been mourning the loss long enough. Amen. And provide for those who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning. And a garment of praise instead of a spirit of store. He wants to restore you. Amen. He wants to, those broken areas. He wants to bring life to them. Amen. He wants to do such a work in you that people will marvel at what he's done in your life. And look what it goes on to say. They say he's talking about me. Tell your neighbor, he's talking about you. They, you, will be called oaks of righteousness. A planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. He's planting you so that he will be glorified through the amazing things that he's done in your life. He not only wants to restore you, I want you to hear this. He wants to make you a restorer. Come on, that's when the story gets good. Not just look what God has done for me. I'm blessed. Look at how God has blessed me. I'm a blessing to others. That's what God wants to do in you. Amen. You. You. Tell your neighbor, you. You will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will restore the places long devastated. You will be, you renew the ruined cities. You want to know who the answer for Oakland is? You. You want to know who the answer is for your community? You. You want to know why you're working in that horrible place you're working? Because you got the answer. 
Stop praying, Lord, come and change the atmosphere. He said, I have. I put you there. I put you there. Resurrection. I've planted resurrection power there in Jesus' name. You, all those things that have been devastated for generations, he's calling you to be a restorer of. Amen? And I believe he wants to fulfill that today. Today. No one. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning and to the end. You can't fathom, fathom the amazing things that God wants to do in you. And not only in you, through you. Do you realize that's how God wants you to live? That you're so sure of the resurrection power that you don't take care of you because you know God's got you. That you live blessing others because you know God's taking care of you. Amen? See, some of you are too busy trying to live on yesterday's ruin, dragging around yesterday's boulders. God's saying, let that go in Jesus' name. I don't care if you've been married 27 times. 28 is going to be a good one in Jesus' name. Come on. Amen? Doesn't matter how many times you've messed it up. Jesus realized God's got it. When he said, it was finished, to you I give my soul, I give my spirit to you. What he was saying is, I understand you got it, God. Because when he said it's finished, he was still on the cross. When he said it was finished, he was still enduring pain. When he said it was finished, it still didn't look very good. But he said, you know what? I know God's got this. I'm doing the thing God's called me to do. That means God's got it. Regardless of how bad it looks. Regardless of how bad it was. Amen? He realized the ramifications of the power of God's resurrection. Do you know God wants you to live every day realizing the power of his resurrection power? Every day he wants you to live understanding and living in the very ramification of that power. Amen? Right now, God wants to make you a blessing to, your, to, your, to the place of your employment. He wants to make you a blessing in your community. Amen? Some of you need to declare that today in Jesus' name. Today's the day. I'm going to stop dying. I'm going to stop that trajectory of going from life to death. I'm stopped dying. I'm no longer. Amen. I'm reversing it. I'm reversing it. And I'm going from death to life in Jesus' name. You know, that's what Easter is. Death working backwards. That's Easter. Death working backwards. That's the power of Easter. That's the power of the resurrection. Jesus wants to take the current decay in your life and flip the script. Come on, some of you flip the script. How do you flip a script? Flip the script. Flip the script. Some of you need to turn the page on yesterday. Some of you need to say, I'm moving into a new chapter in the story of my life today with resurrection power. This chapter is long enough. How many of you can say that? This chapter of my life has been long enough. Long enough. Remember, remember what Martha said, Lazarus' sister? Said, Jesus, why are you here so late? Why would you take so long? Why didn't you come a little sooner? See, some of you are upset because God didn't work it out the way he, you wanted him to work it out. Well, we all know how things work out when you work them out. Let's be honest. Amen? When we try to work things out, they don't work out very good. Amen? 
We can't even get here to the city on time. We can't get to church on time. Come on. But, but here, look what he says to her. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Don't you worry. That's what he was saying. Don't you worry. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. You go from life to death and death to life. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And I love this last part. Do you believe this? And I believe that's what the Holy Spirit's asking some of you today. Do you believe this? Do you believe this to live this? Or do you believe it just enough to attend it or to sing about it or to read about it? But do you believe this? Do you believe this to walk it out? Because let me tell you, Jesus is not looking for perfection. Amen? He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for people that will give them his li their lives with all of its imperfection. And I believe God's saying today, today is the day to start rebuilding. I believe today's more than some Easter service, traditional service. I believe today is a shift in your life. And God's saying, are you ready to start rebuilding? Are you ready to begin moving forward? Are you ready to stop living in the catacombs of your life? The chronicles of past failures. The chronicles of dead things. And are you ready to move forward with victory and with power? Are you ready to, to, to begin this rebuilding process? Because it is a process. Amen? I wish I could tell you. All you got to do is click your heels three times and it's all good. You got to believe it. You got to live it. You got to walk it out each and every day. You got to say, I'm going to do it. God's way. I'm going to take the step. See, I believe church was never called to be a place where everything turns around in that moment. Church is called to be a catalyst to help you take that next step. And you take it with others. And you hear that story of what God is doing in other people's lives. And you begin to realize the overcoming power of Jesus. Give God a year. Give God a year. Give him a year. Give him a year and watch. We started this whole little give him a year campaign when we heard the testimony of one of the dancers, Taylor's life. And just how God had radically changed her year, her life in a year. And I believe, and the reality is God does it a lot sooner. But, the, but will you give him a year and say, you know what? This year I'm giving, doing it God's way. Starting this month, starting today, I'm going to do it God's way. You watch what God's resurrection power will do in your life. He will turn those ruins into that and, and those places that naturally looked ruined. And he will supernaturally put something together and turn it around. And God will give glory. People will give God glory for the great thing he's done in your life. Amen? That's God's grace. I believe God's grace is in this place right now. See, God's grace meets you where it is, you are. But it doesn't stop there. God's grace pushes you forward. See, I believe as believers and as people, we confuse God's grace with long-suffering and mercy. See, God's grace allows us to do the very thing God's called us to do. God's grace helps us to take the steps, to walk this spiritual journey, to see the supernatural, this journey of healing. It helps us take that, 
that step. He doesn't want us just living with saved lives. Oh, I got my fire insurance paid. No, he wants us to live our lives every day with the resurrection power. He doesn't want us living in the ruins anymore. He doesn't want us living with ruined hearts, with ruined minds, with ruined emotions, with ruined souls. He wants to do something beautiful and turn it all around. And he wants you to know the great thing that God can do through you with his resurrection power. Amen? You too can be an oak of righteousness. Come on. How many of you say, I'm a testimony of this? I mean, I, I, I'm a testimony of this. I'm telling you, I am a testimony of this, of God's resurrection power where he can make you an oak of righteousness. Amen? A blessing to other people. He can take those ugly broken areas and make them beautiful again in Jesus' name. Amen? God wants to show his greatness. I just keep hearing. He wants to show his greatness in your life. He sees more in you today than you see in yourself. I want you to hear that. God sees more in you today than you see in yourself. Will you let him show you? You know, at Shiloh, we love seeing people healed, restored, and take that next step and do the thing God's called them to do. Amen? God just doesn't want to heal you. He wants to make you a healer. Jesus didn't die to make bad people good. Jesus died to make dead people alive. Amen? That's what Jesus died for. This isn't all about religion and the do's and the don'ts. This is about the resurrection power of God working in your life. Amen? God wants you to start living today. Did you hear me? God wants you to start living today. Some of us have been limping and getting by and dragging and living life in circle. And God's saying, I want you to start living your life today. 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 Do me a favor. Pull out that survey. On the back part, number four. I got four questions there. And just check whatever box applies to you. And, and these are real questions. I want you to hear this. We could play the piano, but now's a perfect time for the piano. I figure those guys with their spoken word got piano. I should get piano too. Amen. Look what the letter A is. If this is you, check A. I'm already in a relationship with Jesus Christ. If that's you, check A. Check A. Letter B. I'm just beginning a relationship with Jesus. Maybe today you're going to ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Maybe you just did it last week or another time when you were here at church or somewhere else. Maybe that's you. I'm just beginning a relationship with Jesus. C. Now, I love the C and D people because this used to be me. C. I'm still considering if I want to be in a relationship with Jesus. That's okay. Maybe today you said, I'm going to church to see if this Jesus thing is all real. You know, I'm close. I'm considering it, but I, I'm not sure yet. That was me. When I, that was me from D to C because I was a D person. Look at D. I'm not interested in being in a relationship with Jesus. I can remember my life B.C. before Christ. And let's be honest, I was not interested in being in a relationship with Jesus. The Bible says sin Sin is pleasurable for a season. I was having a good time as a sinner. Am I being too honest with you? That's the reality. But all of a sudden, 
The Holy Spirit came. It wasn't somebody's great sermon, but the Holy Spirit came and changed my heart. The Bible says the only person that can change your heart is the Holy Spirit. And I remember when I went from D to C, I said, I'm still considering. And a moment came where Jesus was presented to me in a setting that was not like this. It was very different. And I remember just getting down on my knees right there, all by my lonesome. And I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. And I said, Jesus, I need you. And there's probably some people in the room right now. So after you fill that out, whether it's the card or you're doing it on your phone, I want to pray for you. If you're in the room and you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, today is that day. Today is that day. With every head bowed, every eye closed, or you're watching online. Maybe you're watching online. We want you to fill this out too. You could text it. Let us know about that because we want to help minister to you. But if that's you, the Bible says all you got to do is believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess with your mouth that he rose from the dead and you will be saved. Amen? If that's you, just repeat this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Today, I repent. I turn from my way of living and I choose your way in Jesus' name. I believe you didn't just die on the cross but I believe you rose again and you're alive and well in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, give Jesus a hand. Thank you for listening to this message from Senior Pastor Javier Ramos. We invite you to join us at Shiloh Church for worship, prayer, and the message of God every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or watch us online at shilohchurch.com.